You are listening to NFT Talk Show, where we put the T in NFT. I am your host, Tony Payne, and if you have ever wanted to know anything and everything, including all the juicy deets about NFTs, you are in the right place. So buckle up, get ready, and let's go. Welcome to another episode of NFT Talk Show. I am your host, Tony Payne. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about something that has NFT Twitter in an absolute frenzy right now. And that is the Looks Rare Marketplace and the Looks Token. NFT community, get chill already, okay? <laughs> so today has been one Looks Rare Spaces to another Looks Rare Spaces and everybody talking about Looks Rare this, Looks Rare that. So I figured why not bring this to my listeners? What is the big deal about Looks Rare? Why is everybody in a frenzy? So we're going to be talking about OpenSea versus Luxair and why this is important to the NFT community, right? So um, Luxair is like the latest buzz in the NFT community right now, like I just said, and they just launched um, a marketplace called Luxair. <laughs> I think before this episode ends, I'm going to say Luxair like a billion times. Luxair, Luxair, and no, I'm kidding. Yeah, so... Of course, when something new comes into the NFT space, the NFT community goes into this big old frenzy, especially if it has some freebies attached like Luxray did, which is the Lux token. But wait, there is more to this Lux token than just having a token um, attached. It's not like the ENS token that just required you to own um, an ENS name. And it's not like the SOS token that just required you to have purchased on OpenSea. There is a little bit of a catch to claiming a look token. Okay. And I am going to be telling you about that later. So for all of you who like freebies, <laughs> all of you who like freebies, you do want to stay tuned. And, and if you're just here to find out more about the marketplace and just kind of find out what is going on, what is the big deal? you want to stay tuned in to this episode all right so before we get into the gritty details of the who what when what if why <laughs> let me first of all explain why looks rare may be successful or not OpenSea as a marketplace we all know if you're in the nft community OpenSea has been plagued with so many issues. OpenSea still stands as the most popular NFT marketplace, unmatched in volume, unmatched in popularity. It has a, a good share of users, it has made a lot of money, and it also has its own fair of issues. Yes, <laughs> they say with big, uh, with a big, crown or big head comes big responsibilities right so if you want to be the best or the first or the awesomest if that is a word in the nft community marketplace you have to make sure you are on your toes because guess what it's such a new space somebody is going to come to um kick that little table <laughs> from beneath you and take your place 
All right, so, and I think this is what's going on with Luxrare. So um, one of the issues with OpenSea that I often see people complain about is the site being down. Like this has become like the norm now. Like is OpenSea working? Is OpenSea not working? Is OpenSea up? Is OpenSea down? I see a lot of that talk in the NFT community. Like I said, if you really, really want to know nitty gritty, you have to be deeply involved in the community to know what the people want. You know, these are the people actually using or trading NFTs. And this is what their complaints are. This is what they're talking about. And you really do need to pay attention. If you're going to be a marketplace coming into the space, you have to be very heavily involved. So to be fair to OpenSea, <laughs> I have had my own fair issues with them, but to be fair to them, they probably did not predict the kind of volume that would be going on right now. And they were not prepared for it. And they look like they're working through it and trying their best, but it's been a visible struggle and human beings that, you know, being who we are, we love to complain, <laughs> not saying complaining is a bad thing, you know, because when people do complain about your service, then you have the opportunity to fix it. Right. And, um, OpenSea has had many opportunities to fix their issues, but, um, what I'm not sure because I'm not open to is how seriously they're taking um, some of the suggestions being thrown at them. Well, I'll say one thing. They did take the suggestion about photography seriously because they did create they did create a, a category for photography. So that means they were listening or paying attention to what the photography community in NFTs was saying. So that's a good sign that they're listening. But you know, maybe some of their problems that they do have are not easily just fixed. And we from the outside don't know the nuances that go into fixing these problems. So we just complain and say, oh, you guys are horrible. Anyways, that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Another problem that I often see people complain about with OpenSea is security and fraudulent NFT listings. This is a web three problem. I think not so much an open C problem. Yes. Open C can do something to put checks and balances in place, but guess what's going to happen. Then the gatekeeping comes in and then people complain and say, Oh, they're gatekeeping. They're not letting anybody, um, post open C is kind of like a free marketplace where any person can just take pictures and post on there or list them as NFTs. So the burden kind of falls on the collector or the person buying the NFTs to do your own research. To be honest, if we want to be honest right here, you do your own research and make sure you're collecting from the right person and not just some random listing um, in the marketplace. So does this burden fall on OpenSea? Um, yes and no. OpenSea being what it is or how it's designed cannot possibly vet every single listing on their website. They can take it down once they get a complaint, but vetting means then that they're, um, vetting every single listing then becomes, Oh, they're gatekeeping. So I've tried to look at this from a neutral point of view and, um, trying to look at it from a neutral point of view is like, you know, open my eyes to like, okay, what if OpenSea does say, okay, wait, 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 we have to look at every single listing before we make it go live then people are going to complain and say, oh, well, they're gatekeeping. This is not what Web3 is about. Oh, Web3 is about for the people. And now you're telling us we can't do whatever we want. You can never please human beings. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
Like, wow. All right. So, um, so OpenSea, although it has opened its door to many artists via their lazy minting, some also worry about stability. I hear this one all the time too, where if you mint using the, um, OpenSea 1155, um, contract, if anything should happen to OpenSea today, like poof, they disappear. So will your NFTs. Now here's the thing. This in my, as far as I know, does not apply to NFTs that have been bought or, um, picked up on the blockchain and minted into the blockchain. Lazy minting is kind of like, yeah, it's been minted, but not really, you know, until somebody purchases that NFT, then it solidifies it, um, on the, um, blockchain. So if you have already purchased something on OpenSea and it's been minted and transaction is done, you should be fine. As far as I know, I will obviously still talk to some, um, developers about this and see what they think. But as far as I have asked, you should be fine. Once it's been picked up where the issue comes in is if it's just via OpenSea lazy minting and it hasn't been picked up. And if something happens to OpenSea because it's lazy minting and not really minting minting, it can go with OpenSea poof, be gone. <laughs> All right. So, um, like I said, you know, I'll, I'll dig in deeper to bring you like awesomely correct information about that, but let's just assume for now that that's what it is. All right. Another question. <laughs> that I have seen people ask OpenSea when token. <laughs> yes, when token. And honestly speaking, I think, like I said, from the back end of things, just putting a token out like that might not be just like a poof. We've done it solution, especially if you're looking at the long game. And especially if you kind of think about like, um, the future and it's, you know, the things that could happen if you have a token, like being in, in aligning with the law. All right. So, um, I know a lot of people go, Oh, when token. And then when the SOS token drop, everybody was like hating on OpenSea, like, look, OpenSea, you're lazy. When, when, when we hate you, <laughs> you couldn't do this SOS token. Look, somebody else is doing it for you. And you know what? I get it. You know, it's like, okay, we're, we as creators and collectors, we are using your marketplace. We are making you successful. What are you giving back? And some of the complaints that I've also seen is like people saying, Oh, open um, feels like they don't, they're not responsible for doing that. And then some are saying they don't care about their users and they only care about their, um, IPO. If they're, if they do have an IPO coming up, um, that's not for me to say. Um, but whatever the complaints people have about OpenSea, you know, we cannot deny the fact that they are still the biggest NFT marketplace right now. Like, I don't know any other marketplace bigger than them. And, um, we can also not deny the fact that their lazy minting has helped a whole lot of artists get started. Even some of your faves got started using OpenSea lazy minting. And if that wasn't a thing, maybe NFTs wouldn't be where it is right now. And yes, they do have their many, many, many issues. I've had my issues with them where uh, they messed me up big time, but that is a story for another day. Um, you know, 
But again, if we look at it, it is for their sake, they need to kind of sit up if they want to sustain being the number one marketplace because people will shift loyalty. People will do what they feel is best for them and their brand. And that's just what it is. And if they feel like what you have to offer is not good enough or what you have to offer is problematic or frustrating to use, they will shift somewhere else. And that's just what it is. You know, I don't think um, human beings, we don't have that kind of loyalty. All right. So if you take a sneak listen into the NFT community, maybe on Twitter in spaces or wherever NFT chit chat is going on, you will learn that many have been waiting for an alternative to OpenSea. I wrote extensively about current marketplaces on my blog, and there are many other marketplaces, but guess what? None are still as popular as OpenSea. So now that we have a looks rare coming into the picture, and NFT, um, Coinbase NFTs came into the, the picture a little while ago, but guess what? When Coinbase announced that they were coming into NFTs as a marketplace, a lot of people were excited. I was excited. A lot of people were like, yay, 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 finally. <laughs> Coinbase is going to take us to the moon, yay. A lot of people hurriedly signed up with their little email addresses to get notifications and, you know, climb up the listing, you know, that thing. They say, oh, invite one other person. They're smart. They used us for marketing. They're super smart. They, in my opinion, <laughs> we were used for marketing because guess what? A lot of people were tweeting them out, telling everybody because they wanted to climb up their little um, priority ladder. Only for Coinbase to now look like it's a curated um, marketplace. And oh, we're going to just put a f these particular artists out there. That's not what people in the NFC space are looking for, at least not to my knowledge, you know, so... Coinbase just looks like another um, another curated marketplace to me. I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, tweet at me. Let me know that Tony, you're full of cuckoo. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, we'll, we'll hash it out and then I'll correct myself. But as far as I know, they look like a curated marketplace. You know, you have to either, you know, be popular or know someone to get in. And I don't think that's what majority of artists in the NFT community are looking for. And I think this also affected, you know, the excitement for me. I'm like, meh, meh, meh. like now I hear Coinbase NFTs and I move on. I don't even bother like, okay, whatever. So, <laughs> you know, and I think that's the truth for a lot of people in the NFT community and a lot of artists in the NFT community, the excitement dwindled down because it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're coming, but you can't get in. You know, nobody really wants that. Anyway, so for me, that means, you know, that platform is not for everybody, at least for now, it's not for everybody. Maybe that's going to change soon. Who knows? We're, we'll find out as we go along in the spirit of web three and the metaverse. Um, <laughs> I could hear the imaginary booze from the crowd when they realized that the Coinbase was going to be curated like, boo, boo, we thought we had a chance, boo. <laughs> All right, so you know, looks rare comes along. Looks rare looks like you can list your NFTs, you can um, sell in the you know in in Ethereum, but um, wrapped Ethereum, 
And we're giving you the chance to be on this marketplace that, you know, solves all the nuances that your favorite marketplace, that's not actually your favorite because that's the only one <laughs> that's popular, OpenSea has. And then they're saying, oh, well, we're NFT people and we are creating this for NFT people as well. And I think with that, any marketplace that comes into the picture at this moment and offers like better solutions, will get the NFT community's attention because people are looking. It's like supply and demand. The demand is there. What isn't there is the supply. Yes, like I said, we do have other marketplaces, but um, some are super expensive. Some are, you know, just not people's vibe and they just want something that's like, I don't think we're going to ever find a perfect marketplace, but something that is not so I'm going to complain today-ish. <laughs> and something that you don't have to do a pick me, pick me form to fill out and get in, you know? So for those who make great art and are not well connected, this, you know, is looking like an option for them. If they don't want to be on the other marketplaces, like foundation, for instance, a great marketplace, but foundation has a lot of fees attached, you know, with foundation, you have to pay to mint, you have to pay to list, you have to pay to settle. So there are so many options. And upon that, you have to pay 15% to foundation. That is not... <laughs> I mean, unless you're selling, you know, a lot, doing a lot of volumes or you already have a, a good collector base for a lot of new artists, that is expensive. I have a lady that came into our spaces one time and she said, I spent one month's salary just listing my NFTs. And I was like, well, you know, um, I get it. You want to be in, you know, where the big dogs are. No, I'm kidding. You want to be on foundation. That's cool. But, you know, start small. You don't have to spend one month salary on doing this if you can't if it's out of your reach and if it's an inconvenience for you then start you know with the lazy minting there's absolutely nothing wrong with lazy minting like i said um everybody has their opinion some hate it but a lot of you know the big ways in nfts or the bigger artists in nft started with lazy minting they started their first collection using lazy minting and it's worked out for them, you know, maybe when you now start making a little bit of um, ETH or money in NFTs, then you can start getting your own smart contract or even look at another blockchain. I don't know why a lot of people don't explore other blockchains, but there's so many other blockchains you could use that don't have the big fees, um, you know, but anyways, that's a topic for another day. So what is Luxure? We've been saying Luxure, 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 Luxure. I look rare. I do. <laughs> so according to their website, um, Luxure is an NFT marketplace by NFT people for NFT people. Now this reminds me of FUBU back in the 90s for us, by us. But yeah, when you think about the slogan, um, what does it mean to you? To me, it says we are the people using NFTs and we have created this platform for others in our community and why we created this is because we know what issues they are facing so our platform is here to solve those things 
right? That's what it says to me. When you say for the people, by the people, that means I understand the issues the people are facing, what the people want, what the people need, and this is what it is, and we're going to create a solution to this problem. Some are even so bullish on Luxria that um, I saw an NFT user sold his punk <laughs> for 55 Ethereum to buy a Luxria token. I mean, I, it doesn't get any more bullish than that because we know how much 55 Ethereum is worth at this moment, you know. I think time will tell, <laughs> honestly, if Luxrare is going to be um, a good option in the NFT space. If they're just going to be another marketplace that just doesn't fix issues or the, ignores their um, end users or things like that. And I think that's another problem with OpenSea. The support was horrible. <laughs> you literally send a support ticket and sometimes you don't get a response back. And a lot of people were getting tired of that. You know, started this joke where people were like, oh, OpenSea only has two employees. <laughs> oh my God, the NFT community can be so much fun. OpenSea only has two, two employees. And that's because, like I said, sometimes their support tickets go unanswered you know people want support and they don't get it and when people want support and they don't get it they'll get frustrated and start looking um at other places anyways as the months progress i will be bringing you updates on how Luxray is doing as a marketplace in the meantime people are like oh how can i claim a looks token well if you want to know how to claim a looks token very very simple first of all there is a catch <laughs> a lot of people think oh i'm just gonna log in and claim a looks token nope the catch is you must have first traded at least three ethereum on OpenSea. when you connect your metamask wallet or your just your wallet you will see where it says well for now i'm not sure if that's still applicable because this ends january 20 2022 so i don't know when you'll be listening to this if you're listening to this before january 20 2022 then it's still applicable so you um connect your metamask wallet or whatever wallet that you use and you're gonna see where it says have you earned a looks air job check to find out then you click on the check now and then it'll tell you if you have earned um, a looks airdrop or not. If you have, what you need to do next is actually list an NFT in order to claim the token. So literally they're asking you action before claim, right? And I think smart on their part, I can't, I can't, I can't hate, <laughs> you know? Like something's got to give. You don't just take the token and go. You actually have to be participating in moving looks rare forward by listing your NFT here as well. All right. So let's say you don't care about tokens and yada, 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 and you only wish to use the marketplace. This information does not apply to you, right? Once you have determined that you are eligible for a looks token, then you can lift your NFT for sale or not list your NFT for sale to claim the token. You know, if you don't list your NFT for sale, you can't claim the token. It's just that simple. And it doesn't have to be, this is another FYI. It doesn't have to be an NFT that you created. It could be an NFT you bought. 
When I was testing out the Looks Rare website, I listed a squishy ape. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> that I bought um, just to kind of test it. I'll see how it works. It was a smooth process. I'm going to have to admit that their process is actually really smooth. And I will be looking more um, into the site and kind of just working my way around. I'll try to make a purchase on there just to see how smooth the purchasing part of it is, but the listing part of it was actually pretty smooth. Didn't, didn't have any issues whatsoever. But yeah, so of course, because my squishy ape <laughs> was um, on a 721 contract, I had to pay gas fees, Ethereum gas fees, gosh. You know, I'm gonna do like a 10 hour episode on Ethereum gas fees, just that. I just talk about gas fees. That's it. I'm just, I'll just have a 10 hour episode where I complain. <laughs> gas fees, gas fees, gas fees, gas fees. Yeah, so I did have to pay gas fees. And because I guess a lot of transactions were going on today, the gas fees was not cheap. But I wanted to do this for y'all to bring you accurate information. Wait. Alright. So um I just wanted to make sure like my information was accurate before coming um to my blog and also coming to the podcast to talk about um looks rare. Um so I did put one of my um NFTs up for sale. No, I did not claim any tokens, just FYI. So the part of staking tokens, um, I will have to use my other wallet to do that and claim the tokens and see for myself um, how it is to stake tokens or just bring in an expert to talk about it with you all. Okay. All right. So, um, so make sure you check if you are just there to claim tokens, make sure you check first if you even have tokens to claim because you will pay the gas fees. And if you don't care, you just want to sell your NFTs, then move forward with it. All right. So now you're wondering, hmm, should I buy or list on Luxury or should I just stick with OpenSea? So my simple answer is do your own research. Do your own research. No singing in this episode, but do your own research. You know, you know what you're looking for. You know what's best for you. Go on Luxury, kind of look around. I'm planning to look around. It's still new, right? It's today. I'm planning to still look around, kind of see if it's something that I would want my art on. But the good thing is things are linked. Like what you have on OpenSea, you can see it on Luxury. That is a good thing. And I'm sure what you have on Open on Luxury, I haven't listed, so I can't say if you can see it on OpenSea. But once I do list or buy, sorry. <laughs> Once I do buy on, um, looks here, I'll let you know if I can still see it on OpenSea, but I'm guessing that should be the case. So like I said, as the days and months progress, I will bring you more in-depth look at Luxrare. There are other marketplaces, like I said before, but if you're looking for other alternatives and you're kind of tired of the other marketplaces, then you want to stay tuned in here. All right. So what are people saying about looks here? I'm going to start get your, get your coffee or your tea ready. Okay. All right. So we're going to look at what some people in the metaverse are saying about looks here. So we're going to call them metaverse humans. Um, so this metaverse human said buying looks, which is the token 
is investing in the downfall of OpenSea. I'm in. <laughs> All right, that is funny. Um, and then another person, a metaverse human said, the irony of converting looks into ETH to buy more NFTs on OpenSea, a platform we all complained about, should not be lost here. That is funny. Actually, you know what? Like I said, a lot of people are, you know, de not dependent on OpenSea, but they're used to OpenSea. It's the biggest marketplace. You know, we can't deny that. And people, no matter how much they complain, will still trace back to OpenSea. And that's just what it is. And any marketplace coming after them will have a lot to do to prove themselves. Right. All right. So, um, I think a lot of it also stems from, you know, betting on people that they trust in the NFT market. Another metaverse human said they were betting on somebody because of it's one of the easiest decisions to make in NFTs. Um, and then not, they're not going to sell their looks for a second and their supply went into staking. And another person said, you know, they staked their looks for less than an hour and they're already making minimum wage and re rewards passive income that doesn't sleep, making his money work for him, then that it knocks OpenSea off the perch for them. You know, this is our time. So like I said earlier, you know, a lot of um, crypto people feel OpenSea kind of neglected them. You know, they don't have the token. They don't care. They don't, oh, they only care about their IPO or whatnot. And that's what OpenSea is about. They're not about the people, but um, like I said, again, like I said, like I said, like I said, time will tell. All right. So I'm going to be bringing more episodes about looks rare and just every little detail going on in the NFT community, because like we do, we put the T in NFTs. Can we get an NFT? Alright, <laughs> yeah, can we get an NFT? I got an NFT. Alright, so that is gonna be it for this episode. I kept it kind of short and sweet. But I will be talking more about the Luxury token. I will be talking more about Luxury, and I will be talking about OpenSea. And I will let you know if a lot of people do make that shift. Or maybe people are just gonna use both, you know, because things are interchangeable. So maybe people will just stick to um, OpenSea and looks fair and just kind of have the listing on both sides. I don't know. We're going to see, um, as time progresses. Alrighty. So that is it for today's episode. I am Tony Payne. You can find me on Twitter at Tony T O N I P A Y N E Tony Payne. If you enjoyed this episode, do not forget to subscribe to my ramblings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is where we put the T in NFT and I have just put the T in looks T. <laughs> Alrighty, so um, I will talk to you all later and I will catch you on the blockchain. Bye. <laughs>